Hey followers, it's Dana, and on this episode, we are following me. Kristen interviews me, and fun fact, it was actually the first interview we ever did for this show. So we were playing around with the equipment, we were super excited, a little bit nervous, and just having some fun. The interview does get a little personal, it also is silly, and you get to see a good little slice of our friendship and a little bit of the reasons of why we decided to do this podcast. You can kind of hear the excitement and the nerves in my voice. I even mess up the name of our show. It's very raw and it's very real. It's very us. So I hope you enjoy it. If you want to hear more or you've got some questions and comments for us, check us out. We're on Instagram and Facebook. We also have a website. It's all following the podcast. Easy to find. Check us out. We hope to hear from you soon. Enjoy. Kristen. Hi, this is Dana. And we're bringing you the following podcast. <laughs> I didn't know that was going to land on me. You, we're bringing you, is it the following or following? Oh, yes. Uh, so our name is following the podcast. So this is interesting, right? So we're off to a super awkward start, but this is like exactly who we are is we kind of jump two feet in and leap into journeys and uh, we want to get started. We don't want to wait. Like life is short. We get one chance at this. So Dana, what are your thoughts right now? I'm feeling pretty excited. Are this you like, is like giddy? I am a little giddy. I feel like a little starstruck, like at ourselves right now. Like we are doing this thing that it's kind of one of those things that you're like, yeah, maybe one day, like, oh, it'd be cool to have a podcast. And then we very quickly just made that happen. Like, very quickly. Very yep. quickly. Yeah, like yeah. end of it's right now, it's January 19th, 2020. End of 2019, we were like, hey, we should, like, I kind of want to do a podcast. I kind of want to do a podcast. We should do one together. And we kind of were like, we realized we're the only other people that, like Kristen is probably one of the only people I would ever trust to do a podcast with, like that I really care about her opinions on things. And I think she always brings something new and interesting to the table. And um, yeah, so I just, we, we also were like, oh, we'll probably start planning in like February. And then I don't remember how it happened, but January 1st was our first meeting. Was it really? January oh my 1st. Yeah. yeah the New Year's New Day. Year. Uh, I just had a flashback while you were talking. January 19th. It feels like one year ago. And maybe it's to the date. I don't know. I feel like you would know the date. You're a good historian here. <laughs> but it feels like you, me, and two other awesome people who will mm -hmm. probably be on the show were like, wouldn't it be so cool to have a sleepover in this yo beautiful yoga studio? And that's when our friendship like really started yeah. to take off. And here we are one year later. And it feels... Yep. Super surreal. Yep. And definitely the person that we all have those people in our lives like, yeah, we should get together again. We should do this thing. We should do that thing. Just like you were saying, it's, we're going to do it. We're yeah. going to just jump in and do this. Yeah. I don't think I've ever done something so quickly. Just like, all right, we're doing, well, I guess th that's kind of my new thing though. In the last year, I was, I've never really been like this. So I'm, it's exciting. I'm actually making my, I'm literally making my dreams come true. I love that. That's so I fun. feel like you are too. You just started your Reiki business last year or in this last year. Yeah. I did yoga teacher training. Yeah. Like there's all these things that I think both of us are really thirsty for more knowledge, 
more things to be able to offer other people, things to offer ourselves. And I think that's really like the birth of this podcast, honestly, like that we want to, we have this, this thirst and we follow these, like the name following literally is because we follow different, we have different leaders that we both follow and we are leaders. And I just, I just like the whole idea of like you grow by following other people and then you're eventually somebody to be followed, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Like we all have, we all have, they're all, there's something about each and every one of us that you can learn. Like every person, you can follow them in some way and learn something from them. So that was totally going to be one of my questions. So the idea of this episode is I'm interviewing Dana and we're also working through our awkwardness and like, you know, how does this sound? What is, this is brand new equipment that we bought two days ago, three days ago that wasn't even like working on my computer and we're just, all right, we're going to, we're going to go to plan B and we're just going to get this out because we're so excited and we want to have it happen. Um, so you actually started on my first question. So I just wanted to make sure Mm -hmm. that, uh, you've said all you want to say about where the name came from the following is, does that hit, hit true to you is following leaders, following different people, um, becoming leaders ourselves. Yeah. So when we were like brainstorming different names, when we went to our lunch, our first meeting, we both said, okay, when we, when one of us says it, we're just gonna be like, okay, I think that's it. And I don't, I think you might've said following first, we were kind of brainstorming different concepts and different ideas and it just clicked, I think for both of us. And then the more we thought about it, the more it clicked and the more it made sense. And the more we were like, oh my gosh, we could do like every person we have, we had all these different ideas about where we could take that name and follow that name. And I think both of us, really believe in following your intuition, following your gut, following your passion. And that's really what, what we want to do. And that's really what we want to offer up and have people on the show that we follow that. Yeah. Like uh, there's just, like I said, like there's just always something you can learn from other people, whether it's a 10 year old or a 90 year old, you know, whether it's somebody that you, that you might not follow, you might not agree with them, but you can learn something from them. What you just said was so profound with following a 10-year-old because mm -hmm. what I have noticed as a mom, my son is four, about to be five, and yes, I'm crying inside about it, and my daughter is 14 months old. I have learned so much from my son, and I treat him almost like a mirror Mm -hmm. in all these lessons that I'm still learning as an adult that I'm seeing myself sort of coach or guide him on and be a parent to him on. And that was, that really hit home for me, what you just said there. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else with following and, and why that name stuck out to you or, or anything? Um, I just like the idea that we're eternal seekers and learners. That's I huge. Just, That's yeah. on a t-shirt, eternal seeker. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt <laughs> right now. So with that, we've kind of, I know we've brainstormed about this and I don't even know if we've really cemented this, but we're just, again, diving in. So the way that we kind of thought of starting every show was with the same five questions to everybody, or maybe it's three questions, maybe it's 10 questions. But one of them that definitely struck us right away was, are you spiritual? Yeah, definitely. And how do you find your spirituality? Um, Primarily through my yoga practice. 
and um, through I'm learning, I'm still in the process of learning, following it through my yoga teaching, um, trusting my intuition while I'm teaching, following this, the spiritual guidance that you feel from your intuition while you're teaching. Um, and that's really what our, what the teacher training that you and I both went through is kind of all about is, is following that inner guide and, um, other people and looking at those bodies in front of you and what they're capable of. And, um, so I'm still learning that in my teaching, but in my yoga practice, I think that's really the, where I feel the most safe and comfortable to explore my spirituality. Um, yeah, I was raised Christian, but I went to an extremely liberal Christian church where like, you know, you could question everything. You did not have to follow. I mean, it's organized in the sense that it, you know, it has a name and there's structure to it and it's an organized religion, but there's also an element of total exploration and you're allowed to go to the, to the church that I grew up in and say like, I don't, you know, I'm not really sure I believe in God. I'm not really sure I believe it, that Jesus was real. Like, let's talk about it. Cool. And so that kind of, um, that's what sort of gave me the, the freedom and the space to explore that. And then yoga has given me the space to explore that within myself. I think my church kind of taught me how to love other people and yoga has taught me how to love myself and there's spirituality in both of that. I think that there's spirituality and connection in other people with the connections that you have with other people. And, um, I'm just starting to get there with my yoga. Now that I'm teaching that connection with other people, I'm starting to pick more up of that with my teaching. Um, but my yoga practice is really personal. So it's interesting. It's like your practice, you get to be spiritual for yourself. But as a teacher, it's almost what the church did for you yeah. is sharing it with others and starting to connect with others to help them maybe on their own path. Yep. Whether that's spiritual or physical, emotional, spirit, you know, mm -hmm. I said spiritual twice, mm -hmm. but because it's so important yeah I think that's the biggest thing that people don't realize is a side effect of yoga and it's not the main point of a class mm -hmm. I think the main point of the class I don't know if it's point or the main focus of a class is when you're moving constantly mm -hmm. or you're stretching you know depending on what part of the class you're in or what type of class you're in but the side effect is by getting to know yourself you become connected to something that you don't even realize Definitely. you were missing Definitely. It is, I believe this with my whole heart, that once you learn how to love yourself, you love other people in ways you did not know you could. It's, Strangers. It's interesting as you said that, and I know that this isn't a video, but it almost could see your heart smile when you said that. I believe it with my whole heart. Like it felt yeah. like in the Grinch, you know, when his heart yeah. explodes from the little box, like yeah. totally. Right. And that's the coolest thing I think about following dreams and passions is that's that energy people give off mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. just this brightness and you know you're breaking through boxes and and all that so yeah it's super cool yeah. so you are spiritual yes. you find it through yoga. I would say yeah <laughs> just a touch just a little a spiritual where do you gain your inspiration hmm honestly this it's kind of a loaded question because there's so there's so much like it, people like you, friends like you, I have really solid friendships in my life right now. And that's 
and I'm surrounded by people that are very good at what they do. And that's very inspiring. Um, like I, I think I've sort of isolated myself in the past. Like I've had good deep friendships, um, for my whole life. Some of my, I have not, I've had some really bad friendships that I thought were really good and then end up being really bad. Um, but I have always had, you know, meaningful friendships, but I still sort of thought a little misunderstood. Um, I've only, I only have a few people I can think of from my past that I felt like really got me and understood me and could challenge me, like challenge my intuition, challenge my spirituality, challenge, um, my ideas about challenge you to go deeper, Mm -hmm. challenge Challenge me to go deeper. Yeah. Um, and now that I'm surrounded by this, uh, we have this community, like our, our yoga community, I'm surrounded by people that are have brilliant minds, that are extremely intuitive, that want to take things deeper, that ask you really profound questions, that share really profound experiences, that I, it's, I'm not alone. Mm. It's just that kind of, that, that, so my, that's the feeling I get. You it's like, I'm not, yeah, I have totally found home. And I, so it's very inspiring to me to be surrounded by people that like, that are just really, really, really good at what they do. Dare I say part of the reason we're doing this. Yeah. Because there's so many cool, amazing mm-hmm. people that we're surrounded by. Mm-hmm. Not only in the yoga community, but I know you work for a local coffee place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just you get to know people on a different level. Yes. And when you get past the shell of a person, which I think comes along with teaching yoga, yeah. right? you start to get to know the core of who people are and they start to open up to you and share these really incredible things to what you were saying. Yeah. Very interesting. So of course we have a shared love for (laughs) laughing. Yes. And being characters. Giggly. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to ask you, who's your favorite Saturday Night Live character? Oh gosh. Not actor, but the actual character. It's so hard. It's so hard. It's either, I it's either like Matt Foley, inspirational teacher, or, or inspir like he's either a life. What is he a life coach? Which is hilarious because you and I are in life coaching right now, um, and we're doing a life coaching training right now, both of us. Uh, but you know, I just uh, Chris Farley is just awesome. Uh, so I love Matt Foley that character, or. Um, what are you doing, Callie? <laughs> Callie's the dog. Callie is my mom's dog, and she's an angel on earth. Um, she is. Or the, I, I gotta say, like, <laughs> oh my god. Or I love, I love um, the Target lady. Just any Kristen Wig, honestly. You are Kristen Wig. I am. There's, there's a small part of me that's Kristen Wig. Yep. <laughs> She'll come there out. There she goes. She'll she's, come out. She's right there. <laughs> Kristen, if you're listening, we would love to talk yeah, with you. Yeah, Kristen. As well. Oh my God, that would be so cool if Kristen Wig came on this podcast. She's going to come on this podcast. Yeah, she will. She's going to realize how yeah. amazing. And then this she's place never going to come back because we're just going to ask her to do all of her, <laughs> all of her impressions. True words have never been spoken there, Dana. So that leads me to my next question: Who is your dream podcast? Oh, guest. that one's easy. Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. Tell me about he Jordan Peterson. He is a clinical psychologist from Canada, and I love him. 
I love listening to him. He's just no BS. He's all, I, I just love it. I love it when like people in the therapy world, clinicians and, and all of that are, are just like real talk and yoga, t- yoga teachers too. Like I love it when they can just give you real talk and they just cut right to the meat and they're not like, there's no rainbows and butterflies. They just tell you, they just tell you how it is. And, um, Jordan Peterson, I just really value his ideas and his opinions. And there are some things that he says that are controversial that I don't, I I don't fully know how I feel about, but most of what he says, it's very difficult to argue with. Like he, he, he gives really good insight on how to live a fulfilling life and how to like, just, yeah. And in, in a way that is very, um, I think relatable and meaningful. So he's going to be guest number. He's going to be guest number five. Yeah. We're going for that. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go, Jordan. Get on that. So I think those are intro questions, but again, we haven't even nailed those down because we're just really excited to get going here. Yeah. Um, let me think. What am I going to ask you next? What is your favorite childhood memory? I should preface this with, we are actually both the youngest children of four. Yeah. Um, so you have a large family. That's I want to know what is your favorite childhood memory as we're sitting here in your childhood home? I know. We're, yeah. Um, that's a really good question. I think my favorite, I think it's a uh, Christmas morning, our tradition. Um, so, and, and my, my siblings will laugh at this because I tried to make this tradition last until like a year ago. Like I am. Santa is not real. Yeah. I just need to put that out there. Wait a, wait a second. Um, <laughs> Don't listen, Ian. Like to son. the point where, yeah, to the point where like they would call me the tradition police. Like I would be <laughs> so insane about these traditions, but I, I love this and like, sorry, future husband, this is going to be how Christmas morning goes in our household. Um, Because the tradition police will be there. Yes, 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 yes. My kids are going to love and hate me for it. Um, Anyways, this was our tradition. We could not come downstairs until... Well, so my memory of it is... My parents got divorced when I was five. So my memory of it is post-divorce. So my dad would be coming over. And luckily, I have literally the best parents in the world that... I thought that they were best friends. Like they were, they are model divorced parents. Um, Two so, people that love their kids enough yes, to put their yep, shizzle aside. Put their BS aside. Yep. Yeah. Um, so my dad would come over on a regular basis. So um, we would have to wait at the top of the stairs until my dad came over. So he would come over. Um, I would probably be getting up at like 5 a.m. But anyways, he'd come <laughs> over. We'd be waiting at the top of the stairs. And he would always say... Hey guys, I uh, got some bad news. Santa didn't come. <laughs> and we'd be like, oh man, oh, come on. And like, obviously, no, he's kidding. And then once my parents said we could come downstairs, we would run downstairs. My brothers, who were the two oldest, would like shove my sister and I out of the way to get to the presents first. We'd go. I could see them like knee diving across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just totally dominating us. Um, we'd go into the, the family room and sort the presents. So we didn't rip them open. We'd sort them first. It's very tame. Mm-hmm. Good oh, yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Good for my parents, honestly. <laughs> Seriously. 
Um, we were able to open our stockings. So we would do our stockings and then we would all make breakfast. So we'd have to sort the presents. We couldn't open. We would make breakfast as a, as a family. Like one person would be in charge of eggs, one person toast, one person getting like pouring OJ, whatever. Yeah. Who got the OJ job? Probably That's a great me. job. <laughs> I would probably be like, I'm sorry, I'm too young and little to like make anything. So, cause that was, I always played that card. Um, owning it, owning it. <laughs> <laughs> So we'd have breakfast and then we'd go out and we'd open presents. You could open one present at a time in order from oldest to youngest. So mm. it would be like my, if my aunt was there, like she'd be the oldest. So it'd be like my aunt, my mom, my dad, no, my aunt, my mom, my dad, brother, Ben, Billy, Siobhan, and me. Was it so organized that each child had the same amount of presents? Cause I feel like I don't think that's so. hard with four kids. No, we didn't have the same amount of presents. We didn't know. Um, but we, it was good because my parent, like my, I think it taught us to be patient, like delayed gratification kind of, because you, <laughs> Which is I would why be you like, macaroons I would be all sitting at once like, <laughs> yeah, right now I'm like, ha, take Let's that break mom. This down. <laughs> break this down. You said psychology. I can eat this whenever I want. Um, but we, my parent, like you couldn't open your present until like, I couldn't open my present until Siobhan, who's the next sibling older than me, um, was done opening hers and showing everybody what she got. So I, I think it was see. my parents' way of like putting some structure into the madness that is Christmas morning. But I really so value that now. Like we still do that part of it now. We still do like the stockings, breakfast, presents, much, which by the way, yes, my mom still does stockings. Good. She also still does from Santa on our presents. Um, still believe it's magic. Now we've added mimosas into breakfast, but you know, um, so that's still we, we carry <laughs> now that. you're like yes i definitely want that oj duty. now i'm like i'll take that job for my sister took that job this year and uh it did not go over that well there was a lot of overflowing uh bubbles <laughs> but anyways so that's probably my favorite childhood memory it's christmas morning in our traditions my brothers tortured me a lot as a child growing mm-hmm. up and i could just imagine if that was how it was in our house my oldest brother actually it wouldn't be my oldest brother it'd be the the, the middle two slowly oh, yeah. opening their oh, presents yeah. so i couldn't open my oh my brother faster. ben yeah 100 hmm. percent. i would be sitting though like slowly ripping the wrapping paper like hoping nobody was noticing me slowly unwrap my <laughs> and gift. everybody knew exactly yeah what oh you're yeah <laughs> oh yeah that's yeah. a cool memory so i have to ask then who's your favorite sibling Oh, God. Uh, Am I allowed to say? Yeah. I mean, I guess you have to. It, it was asked on a podcast, so. <laughs> it honestly changes a lot. Huh. Yeah. Growing up, who was your favorite sibling? Probably my sister, Siobhan, because uh, she, like, when I was a kid kid, Billy and I would butt heads a lot, and Siobhan, I felt like, always kind of had my back and would, like, like, if I was crying in the corner, Siobhan would come over and comfort me. Did that um, happen a lot? I guess, kind of, yeah. Brothers can be Probably, mean. Probably, yeah. Can, brothers honestly, can be mean. They can be really mean. They definitely can, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, so, like, different stages of life. I wouldn't call it favorites, just because I'm going to be politically correct about this, but um, <laughs> different siblings that you lean on at different times, you know? That's true. Now, like, my brother Ben is a pretty constant source of, like, He'll tell me like it is and tell me when I'm being out of line, but he also, he's just like always there for real talk, you know? So like Billy and I will, Billy and I will bicker and Ben will be like, okay, Billy, you, this is wrong. Dana, this is wrong. Like 
you're both, but you're both right about these things. Like, let's just drop it kind of thing. They say those are the skills that come with having multiple children, right? You get to sort of have this dynamic growing up where not, there's not enough for everybody, right? Like mm-hmm. if you have one child, your parents can really give a hundred percent attention. Then you have two children, then it's 50, 50, then it's 25, 25, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we grew up in that 25% attention, like right. just, just for lack of better right, way right, to right. explain it. So then each person kind of ends up having this role and, and the roles change and who becomes the mini take care, t- caretaker and yeah. who becomes the judge or the governor or the mayor yeah, or yeah. whatever. It's interesting to yeah. see how that all plays out. Yeah. But there were definitely times that Billy had my back like no other times that Ben had my back like no, you know, so it's pretty cool having older siblings. It's pretty cool. Sometimes I... There were times where I definitely didn't think that, didn't feel that, but I think as I get older, I appreciate it more and more. There's so many things, mm-hmm. right? It's freaking tough. If I tough. had known then what I know now. Yeah. Yeah. So, you had mentioned your dream guest mm-hmm. is into psychology. So, I know this about you, but not everybody knows this about you. What is it about psychology that interests you? Um... I just find people fascinating, generally. I, I just, I think being able to bear witness to somebody's growth or their journey or their hardship is an honor. Um, and I, I have always, always been um, the friend that like you come and you tell me your, your problems and then I'm like, my wheels are turning. Like I'm not think I'm like not, like at night before I go to bed, I'm like thinking about like, okay, I wonder what they could do differently. I wonder what, like, like I'm constantly thinking like that. And um, now it's, I, I think I did that too much. And I was giving, I was like giving too much of myself to other people. Now I've, I've shifted that. But I, the thing that's fascinating about psychology is it takes all of that, all of those different life experiences and all of the different things that we go through. And it actually studies it and puts a scientific method to it. And you can actually look at data uh, about like like even today what we were talking about like the Likert scale like you can use that as I still don't know what that is it's it's just a it's a it's a seven point scale I'm pretty sure but it's like with various questions you answer like like how am I doing today it's or like how what's my happiness level today or whatever something that's measurable it puts a measure on things basically. So then if I'm, if I'm a seven today and at the end of the month, I'm a two, like, okay, well, what happened that shifted everything? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just think it's really cool how people have wanted to study the human mind and our behavior and like actually use it to better ourselves and look at these habits that we create and why we do what we do. I just think that's fascinating. Yeah. And it's and it's a business that's never going to go out. Like there's always going to be it's, true. it's always going to be on the market. You know what I mean in some way or another. Maybe not with talk therapy, maybe not with life coaching, but in some way I think the cat's outside and wants to come in. I'm going to be right back. She's coming back everybody. <laughs> it is cold out. There we go. There she is. Cold New England day. I'm back. Did you miss me? Totally. 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 So who was your best teacher in school? 
Hmm. Um, I had a teacher, actually, ironically, we called her, well, not ironically, but we called her Dr. Cat. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's her, she, cat her first name is, she went by Cat, and she just didn't like the, I don't know. She, so we, she just wanted to be referred to as Dr. Cat. She was my English professor um, at one of my colleges, and um, she also was a psychology professor there and did therapy. Um, <laughs> sorry if you hear some yelling in the background. It's not me or Kristen. It's the cat. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> it might be. Yeah, there's some animals in this house. Um, not me or Kristen. Actual animals. Um, she... I just loved the way that she really pushed us to think outside the box with all of our reading, all of our writing. Um, she brought in psychological concepts into the English class that obviously I nerded out on. <laughs> she, um, she just was a really good advisor, like pushing. She, she, I learned more. I was always like notoriously my feedback from my English teachers for my whole life would be like, you're a great writer get your grammar shit together. Like you're not good. Your grammar needs to get that together. And I just, it never clicked with me. Like the comma splices, like uh, the run on sentences. I don't know. You know, it never really, I never really got it. And she was such a stickler for grammar and I had so much respect for her and she taught it in such a way that made me learn it and want to actually incorporate it. Like when I'm editing, self-editing my papers, I yeah. could actually pick up on it in a way that I never have. And it's changed, it's just changed the way I think about writing and reading. And um, I actually read the books in her class. I never would read a full book in a class. Was but, it almost a, I almost want to say fear that of letting her down. Yeah. Because you respected her I respected so much. her so much. And we had a really great relationship that, yeah, I felt like she saw something in me that I didn't quite see at the time that I didn't want her to, I didn't want to let her down. And um, she also was very passionate about like women's rights. And um, she also kind of expanded my mind in different things that, um, uh, like different kind of ways that women are perceived in society um, that I never thought about before. And I don't necessarily like, live by everything that she endorsed um but it really like expanded my view of like um of all, just violence in general like that the violence is kind of part of our culture and so there's things that she would bring in like we see mind blown like that's something that we say very commonly mind blown yeah. i'm yes. mind blown by that or my mind is blown yeah or... yeah um and i'm trying to think of other ones but but what's wrong with that What's just that, that, that like, like your, your head is exploding or like you're there, you know, you could literally blow somebody's mind with a gun or with a bomb or whatever, oh. things like that. Right. Right. Um, and I don't know, I'm drawing blanks on other ones that she brought, but there are other ones that like are, they're kind of like, if you actually look at them at face value, they're anti-women, they're. But it's things that we say, oh, God, I'm bummed. I can't think of any other ones now. If they come to me, I'll say them. But it's things that I don't still, I don't think about too often now. Mm. But it has, like, it just has expanded my my mind and my view of things. Some I've left and some I carry. Um, but, 
it was really interesting. That's cool. Yeah, teachers have really big roles in our lives, mm-hmm. and sometimes it can be your most memorable teacher could be someone that it w- had a negative impact yeah. as well. And I remember said, some of those. Yep. You know, I'll never, I'll never run a mile because so and so, and my husband's a PE teacher, so I feel like I can, yeah, <laughs> I have a little to license that. to say that. But you know, like there's there's such a weight to teaching mm-hmm. that, or to teachers that you have young, impressionable people to help, to Mm -hmm. assist. And I don't know. It's interesting. I'm super, super excited that it was a positive experience and it was, it was all, all a good thing. Yeah. So you have, just knowing you, you have so many passions and so many things that drive you and you're someone that when you say you're going to do it, it gets done. So I'm wondering what your biggest goal is yet to be achieved. What is your biggest goal that you want to achieve? Hmm. I think I I don't I don't fully know yet. I I feel like I've always I know I'm going to do something big. That's I just huge. don't really know what. What does it involve? Definitely helping other people. Um, I want to, I want to help people discover the light that's in them. Amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) That's like making me emotional. Um, What makes you emotional about it? Because I just truly believe that everybody has a light. I believe, I really believe that. It's just a matter of like, some people have their dimmers on. Like the shades are down, like, you know, everybody's going through something and I like just believe that I can bring out the light. You've done a lot. You've done it. Yeah. But it's, it's real, Dana. That's so real for so many people, so many people. And it's almost like when you've been in that shade and you've been in that darkness or you've been in those really times like not great times in your life and you can almost relate to maybe even the teacher or the person that's or people that have helped guide you out of that Mm -hmm. right and all along you're a part of that process you're Mm -hmm. very invested in it Mm -hmm. and you start uncovering and like oh I'm gonna peek out like right now you know I'm not gonna take the handle and twist it right I'm gonna take the little blinds and peek and go oh all right (laughs) And you are someone that's done a lot of that work yeah. and found found your light and started to trust it. And mm-hmm. you're just starting to find more of it. And it's like yep. once you find it and you are you start to come out of that box, right? The, the Grinch's heart box. Yeah, and you start yeah. exploding and expanding. And okay, now that I've done some of this work, mm-hmm. I want to pay it forward and help someone that maybe was like myself or that I have seen friends like this or siblings like this or family like this or parents like this or whoever. Mm -hmm. It's so amazing. So your big goal is TBD. Yeah. But definitely helping someone. Yeah. Like I, I could see myself doing a life coaching business. I could see myself going back and getting a master's degree in counseling or something like that. And, um, yeah, definitely. I could see that happening. That's amazing. I'm, I'm just going to sit back and watch the amazingness. 
<laughs> so I have some silly questions. Okay. I don't know. Do I go silly now? <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> well, there's some like really deep ones on here, but I have to know because it's always a good story. Yep. Um, except for mine. Don't ask me mine. You're not okay. allowed. All right. Where or what was it like your first, not what was it like? That's a little weird. Where was your first kiss? Oh my God. <laughs> my first kiss was so bad. It was so bad. First of all, all of my friends, it was my junior year of high school. I was such a late bloomer. Like all, some of my friends was like sixth grade and I'm like, yeah, sitting here still haven't kissed anybody and I'm a junior in high school. Back of my hand, little oh practice. My God. And I, it was at the, one of the like summer concerts at the Oakdale Theater or I don't know what it's called. It cha- the name changes of that theater I every know. summer. Um, it's a Connecticut thing, I think. Yeah, I know. Rebranding, same yeah, thing. Every summer. Um, <laughs> and so it's at one of those concerts. And my friends, I don't, like, my friends were like, all right, tonight's tonight. We're going to get you. We're going to kiss. Somebody's going to kiss you. It's going to happen tonight. <laughs> and so I guess it was the summer going into my junior year. And so there was this guy my friend just like pulled him over to me and then we just kissed and it was the worst complete random person no he's he's somebody that went to my high school he was he was in my sister's grade 2 years older than me and i find out he was going around seeing how many girls he could kiss that night so he was like yeah sure i'll kiss her and so we just did and it was just not good is this like a reverse bachelorette party where oh. the guy tries to kiss it as was many just girls so as bad. possible and i just remember like a lot of like scruff you know, and it was, not, oh. it was not a good time for me. But, I mean, it's funny. Like, I, I think it's a funny <laughs> story, personally. But. At least it wasn't a serious person and you had a bad first kiss. Right? You know, if you, this was your first Like, the fir- my first love or something. Yeah. <laughs> and it oh was a gosh. really bad first kiss. Yeah. yeah. It's almost, that's almost how you want your first kiss to be. Yeah, like it, was my very, girl. it was very, it was very just, like, anticlimactic and... Get it out of the way. Yep. Check. Yep. Now this is this, the pressure's off of the second one. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really the first Somebody one. Somebody that you think I actually maybe want to kiss. The first yeah. meaningful one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so who was the first meaningful kiss? Uh probably the guy that I actually like would consider my first love, I guess. Um question mark. But yeah, maybe. I mean like I loved him as much as you can love somebody when you're seventeen. You know? Yeah. Um, but I couldn't I remember thinking like we were seniors in high school. We never like formally date, like actually dated, but we were, we were like best friends. Um, and yeah, so we had a little fling, little fling, little fling. And then it burned and crashed and I lost all my friends and it was a horrible, horrible situation after, (laughs) but I would probably, he was my first like, yeah, meaningful kiss. Amazing. All right. Well, Dana, I do have more questions, Okay, but I feel like this is a great start. I feel like we can do episode two okay. on Dana um, and to be determined on that, right? All of the things. Yeah. So one of the things that we also thought would be awesome while we're kind of kickstarting and getting things going is each week or each episode, however this all plays out, is pick a charity that we highlight and is a call to us that we love um, that we've supported maybe personally or want to see get, you know, a, a highlight. Mm-hmm. So I'm really putting you on the spot because we talked about researching this and giving facts yeah. and all of that. 
but I feel that you probably already have one in mind. So yeah, you're nodding and like, yes, yes, yes just yeah, finish I the do. question I so I can I answer. <laughs> Tell me, Dana, what is it? Um, the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Do that's, you want to talk about why that's important? Um, hmm. Or their mission? Um, yeah. So I have donated it to be donated to it before. Luckily, I've never had to use it for myself. Um, but I did have somebody that I really loved and cared about. Um, w- was in a relationship with somebody that was abusive. Um, and it was very, very difficult to witness and very, it was just a really, really hard time in my life. Um, and I'm sure even harder for the person that was receiving the abuse. Um, so, which is, yeah, so we're, we're no longer in each other's lives, but it's still something that I feel very passionately about. And, um, so that is a service. I did a lot of research on it. Um, when I was going through it almost obsessively research and listen to audiobooks about it, like on repeat. Um, and domestic violence shelters, they don't put, they don't post their addresses. They don't, um, they, they don't like advertise themselves because women are going, mostly women are going there to seek shelter and safety from their abuser. And, They'll give them services. The shelters will give provide services for, like, protecting your identity. Like, if you need to be on the move and they can't, you don't want your abuser to find you. Um, getting a new, issuing a new license, all that kind of stuff. Um, and one of the ways that you can find where these shelters are is the National Domestic Violence Hotline. You can call the number and they'll tell you where to go. And they'll also give you some advice and guidance. I actually called them to get some advice and guidance on my friend's situation and um, how I, I, there was a time where I felt unsafe because um, I was kind of put myself in the line of fire a couple times. Um, so I wanted to make sure that like I was doing everything that I could um, to protect myself too. Um, so that's, uh, something that I have donated to and I will continue to donate to and that I feel strongly, I don't think any woman should, uh, ever have to deal with that. But unfortunately it happens a lot more commonly than a lot of us want to admit. I think it's really hard to admit that that is a reality. I think sometimes it's hard when you're so in a situation, it's almost like we were talking about with, you know, we all have that light inside of us, but sometimes the shades are drawn. And when the shades are drawn, it's hard to see any light. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really interesting. Sometimes seeing it from the outside is always easier than being in it. Mm-hmm. So we can only do what we can, which we think is best and, and do our best and listen to our own gut and intuition if we have that, if we're tapped into it. Um, and just offer anything that we can, which is why we highlight these things mm-hmm. that we're passionate about, the charities that maybe could help somebody if it's somebody listening, if it's uh, somebody listening whose friend or family member is going through that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I think part of our mission is. And it's a really beautiful thing mm-hmm. that you have about you is you are definitely analytical and you look at the entire picture and you come at it from all angles. And it's something that's really rare to see, I think, and beautiful. So beautiful. 
So thanks for opening up. I, you had no idea that any of those questions no. were coming. Um, literally three hours ago, we didn't even know no, if we'd be able to we would have time to do this or anything like that. But yeah. um, it speaks to speaks to the nature of what we're trying to accomplish here. And it's super open. It's raw. It's authentic. Um, probably a little bit edited. Probably a little bit edited <laughs> for that weird cat thing that came in earlier. Yeah. Um, or the whatever. You know, thing, things come up, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't need to say anymore. Yeah. That's it. How do you I, feel? I feel good. Awesome. I feel even more excited. Oh my God. <laughs> now, think, now on to I the- I think we're okay at this. I think we're okay at this. Now it's going to be on to the, the tough part. Okay. I know. Ready? Who's going to edit? Not it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's on my computer, so. <laughs> Thank yeah. you everyone for listening. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram following the podcast mm-hmm. or go to following the podcast.com we're official yes. and subscribe subscribe yeah definitely if you want to hear more of this yeah um don't worry it won't always just be dana and i we will be bringing mm-hmm. on some really incredible people um and if you know anybody or you are dying to have somebody on like message us on instagram or tag us with your thoughts we'd love to know and you're probably also an amazing person at what you do. Yeah. So why don't you also reach out to what us can and you say, offer? I am this amazing, I don't know. Yeah. What do you do? Interior designer. Oh. Right? I would love that. Then I would also probably There's have to hire part them. Of me. Yep. That just <laughs> I wants to do that for my house shame me. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Tell us and we'll catch you next episode. Okay. Drop the mic. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, give us a nice review, subscribe to our podcast, and follow us on social media. We are following the podcast. We look forward to hearing from you.